Concepts for Living. Welcome to Concepts for Living. Concepts for Living. This service is coming to you from the Chapel of the Anointing. Concepts for Living can change your life today. Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living. Biblical principles for contemporary living. Well, You've been blessed and I've been blessed to come over into this new year. And I want you to know that if you intend to flourish, you're going to require a new anointing to flourish. By the way, that's my theme for this message, a new anointing to flourish. How fitting at the ending of one year and the beginning of another. You and I are blessed this morning to stand between the already and the not yet. We stand in a very peculiar place, very unique place, a very blessed place. So I, in my spirit, I found myself praising God before I go down any further just for being here. I, I wonder if you would just give God a praise just for being here. A whole lot of things could have happened. You ought to give God praise just for being here. Because you are here. I'm here because... This is the will of God concerning us. And so I want you to be blessed today to receive it personally. This is a rather unique psalm. Psalm 92 is a sabbatic psalm. In other words, a song to be sung on Sabbath. A song to be sung in our worship experience song on Sabbath. But it is also a Talmudic psalm. Talmudic, which simply means a psalm that addresses the fine distinctions between the righteous and the unrighteous. The works of man and the works of God. It is a unique psalm in that it points to the wicked and represents him for who he truly is. It is a psalm that will cause us to think, but it is also a psalm that ought to cause us to praise. It's a psalm that speaks about the flourishing when we are tempted to be engaged in the floundering. It is a time when we look more at what the enemy is doing and what's going on in our world than what God has done and has promised to do. It is a time when we are challenged to realize that God is not through He's nowhere near through. 
So I know there are swift changes that come to us here. I know that many things are happening in our world that cause some alarm. But I want you to know that God is still God. I said straight through it all, God has never changed. Hmm? Doesn't Doesn't the songwriter put it right when they say, change and decay all around I see? Oh, thou who changes not, abide with me. Think about it. You and I are blessed to be here. Let us not waste our time floundering about. Let us not waste our time just focusing on what the enemy is doing. And doing our best every day to outrun the devil. We need to pause somewhere along the way and recognize God is in control. I said God is in control. He's in control of every circumstance, every situation. God knew we would be here this morning. And it's a privilege to be here. We stand in a place of blessing this morning. Oh yeah, in the midst of some sorrow and tears, in the midst of pain and anguish, yet we are in a blessed place this morning. It is a psalm that amplifies the failures of the past. It's a psalm that addresses the attacks of the enemy. It is a psalm that brings us in fresh awareness of God's will and purpose for us. We have to be careful in our floundering that we do not amplify and focus on our disappointments. The things we anticipated to occur over a certain period of time. Perhaps last year. Now you stand in a brand new year. You have to be careful. We have to be careful that we are not hung up on the things that didn't happen. Oh Lord. That we do not focus our attention on what we thought should have happened. We have to be careful. Because you and I are in a rather blessed place this morning. Because whether we are aware of it or not, evil is still in the world. Whether you are sick or not, sickness is still in the world. You may not be in any trouble, but there's trouble in the world. We need to give God praise that in the midst of it all, he remains unchangeably God. Mm. But there's some dangers. Have you ever noticed whenever something wonderful is about to happen, either before it, just before it, when we're all out of shape, something is about to happen. God knew we would have that bump in the road. It's like the person who was, uh, you know, spoken to about their resilience and about their continuance. It seems like you just keep going straight through all of your troubles. I I have to question, do they understand what they just came through? What, 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 What is that all about? 
And so the person was asked, what is your secret that you are able to remain balanced, committed, doing the will of God through everything that has come to hurt you? Every attack of the enemy on you. What is it? The person said, I have springs on my carriage. What? I have springs on my carriage. Now, we don't see many carriages today, but you know what I'm talking about. Because the spring in the carriage, on the carriage, is what absorbs. Y'all got that? I've got a spring on my carriage so that my carriage just continues while I'm going through the rough places. I'm not roughed up or thrown out because God is my spring in my carriage. Are you listening to me? I'm so grateful this morning that God is trying to say something to us. The time spent in his presence, I have been reminded in a very forceful way that God is still in control. I want to urge us today not to miss God's next great move by being hung up on the things you thought would have happened last year. You ought to give God praise that you are here this year. The three points of this message. Number one, the reflection. Number two, reinforcement. Number three, the requirement. Yes, the requirement. When your enemies rise against thee, know just one thing. No weapon. I said no weapon. No matter how it is designed. No matter the intricacies of its being formed, it will not prosper. It will not prosper. Somebody received this this morning. Because what the enemy wants you to do is to get all messed up and jacked up so that when God is getting ready to pour on you, you're not in the right place to receive your anointing. Take your hands off. Leave it to God. He's going to work it out. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Watch this now. Every tongue. Somebody ought to say something to me. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment. Somebody's already judged you. Somebody's already calculated their opinion about you. But it's all right. Even though they rise in judgment against you thou shalt what condemn in other words God's got this 
Isn't this something? That what God has already condemned, we're still fighting? You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they've done. You don't know what they said to me. You don't know how they treated me. You don't know what I've been through. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But you know that that is all that the enemy wants so that he holds up your anointing. There's going to be an anointing being released. There's no accident that we are now focusing on what this brother has sung, Carl B. Phillips. We look for a fresh anointing. Not just in the church, but a fresh anointing in the school system. A fresh anointing that is in every phase and facet of our community life. The anointing of God. I wish somebody shouted out so I'll get the message. So I'll get the message. Shout out the anointing. Somebody say it so I hear you. The anointing. Whatever you face, the anointing is adequate to meet your need. Hallelujah. Well, this is my heritage. It's my heritage. You know what? Your heritage is that which has been left for you by a previous generation. God said, this is your heritage. That means you have a heritage. Are you with me? So your heritage is that, I don't care what the enemy comes, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. I take no credit. It's of the Lord. The righteousness is of the Lord. Do you understand that God is clearing the path in our thinking, in our understanding? When we look at this whole passage and it's basically saying, but my horn, but my horn, help me Jesus, but my horn. Somebody say, oh my, the horn. But my horn, my reflection is only to prepare me for God's operation. God is getting ready now to operate. So when you look at it, you'll see now how God is only permitting these things to happen so that you and I might be in position, that we might be preserved. God's got you. The Lord told me to shout that out this morning. God's got you. I don't care what you're going through. God's got you. God's got you. God's God's not only got it. God's got you. God's got you. You're not abandoned. You're not deserted. God is with you. Therefore... It's time to get the horn out. And getting the horn out simply implies that we're getting ready now to be blessed. Hmm? It's one thing to go through your burdens. It's another thing to be positioned to get blessed. And this is now the reinforcement. The reflection now 
the reinforcement. How is God going to now prepare me for my future? Well, what what is God going to do to get me there? God says, I'm going to anoint you afresh. Yesterday, last year, the years pass. That's gone. What I'm getting ready to anoint you for is what is up ahead. Everything that you're going to have to face, I'm anointing you afresh this morning. I have come to reinforce my word, my promise, so that you might experience victory in your life. The promise to the Laodicean church. Remember the Laodicean church? It began, the seven churches began with Ephesus, but it ended with Laodicea. Each one of the seven churches of Asia Minor represented a period in history. The seven churches. Perfect historic representation. In Laodicea, which is our age called the end time church lukewarm church neither hot nor cold church getting ready to be spewed out of God's mouth if we don't let him put the fire to us Laodicea what is God saying to the Laodicean church in this last day Revelation chapter 3, verse 18, look. Getting ready to anoint our eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. It's one thing to look and not see. Elijah's servant saw the enemy surrounding the mountain. But what he didn't see was the heavenly host that was surrounding them. We need our eyes anointed with our salve. The anointing was by many different applications. Sometimes it's the pouring of the oil. Other times it's the rubbing of the perfume anointing. Other times there's no pouring and there's no rubbing. It's appearing. You don't read anywhere where Jesus had oil poured on him other than when he was being prepared for his death. You don't understand something here. That the anointing of God is the most important experience in your life. In your ministry. In your work. Whatever you do. The anointing is primary. It is the main thing. You can't get it done for God without the anointing. 
So somebody needs to say, anoint me. Anoint my eyes. So that my eyes don't just see what the natural man can focus on. But give me sight into what I see. So that my eyes, having eyesight, this is now the ointment that's put on the eyes. Remember the blind man? Didn't say anything was poured. He anointed their eyes with his hand. Stay with me. That's personal. That's intimate. If we want this fresh anointing, we're going to have to be prepared to get intimate with God. What I'm saying is that somebody right now ought to latch on to that. That no matter what I'm going through, no matter what I'm experiencing, no matter all the pain, all the hurt, all the heartache, I don't care what it is. If I can just be intimate with God, then you'll discover how he can lift things. Well, I'm sure that you recognize that the requirement is that you be planted in the house of God. Planted so that you might flourish like a palm tree and like a cedar tree. I believe that God's going to bring new things out of your life experience this year, causing you to know it's because of the anointing to flourish. So until next time when I will come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living, may God bless you and your Concepts from living Concepts for me Concepts for me Can change your life today